Nothing important podcast. Your host, Matt Ray, is back for another motherfucking episode. I just went on a binge of watching talented artists do what they motherfucking do on YouTube. Watching YouTube videos, countless YouTube videos, ladies and gentlemen. What type of art am I talking about? Getting the scissors, getting the clippers, and putting it to somebody's dome who had a crazy bird's nest for a hairdo and transforming that shit. Incredible art form. Shout out to the barbers. God bless all the barbers. Y'all the real ones, man. Transforming, changing lives. Changing lives out here, man. Um, yeah, I love barbers. I love like watching those videos. It's therapeutic for me to see people go through that physical transformation. And you see it. These people, some of these people, they get into that chair and they just look fucked up. <laughs> Life is whooping that ass. <laughs> and you can see it. They ain't keeping their beard right. Their hair got out of control. You know, it's a lot of shit going on and you get a talented barber to take care of that situation and they come out there. You see the spiritual lift, the boost out that motherfucker, man. You know, if you, you good at stuff in this world, that does not guarantee you. Uh, how do I say it? Like that doesn't guarantee you respect. It doesn't guarantee respect, but there's certain things that are so universally loved that if you're good at it, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get a lot of love back. And barber is one of those things. Being a barber is one of those things. Undeniably, yo. That shit is undeniable. <laughs> you know? I think about that shit. I'm like, you know, barbers... Same thing with, like, you grow up in the hood, people who own a corner store, for the most part, they get the pass. Like, there could be some wild shit going on in a hood-ass neighborhood. Violence, murders, whole bunch of crazy wild shit. And typically, people is getting the pass. They're really not in the, in the mix of all that shit. Barbers. Everybody love the barbers. <laughs> and people who run the corner store. You know what I mean? They, this shit happens, but for the most part, you know what I'm saying? Like... Who else gets that pass? Whatever white guys have, I don't know what it is. We we must live in a simulation. <laughs> we must live in a motherfucking simulation because you you could be anybody and go into certain hoods in New York and it's it's on site. It's not good energy. They're not gonna ask you to leave. They, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna know you gotta leave, and if you don't know, you're gonna learn that you gotta get the fuck out that neighborhood, right? That's just what it is. And that's how it is around this country. There's certain areas. It's like, that's what it is. But uh, for whatever reason, it's like a fucking Harry Potter Invisicloak. If you're a white man <laughs> and you got a camera <laughs> and you go into the fucking hood and you, they go in some wild ass hoods and they just fucking, you know, they show them around like as a college campus. Like, I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> Take some fucking random white guy around the projects. Yeah, man, this is where we, you know what I'm saying? This used to go down right here. And they'd be like expressing their own fears. Yeah, I don't really walk around here too much because people get killed so often. But let me show you what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to be a safety tour guide to make this video. I don't know how that shit works. I don't know how that shit works. That's life, though. Life, society is strange like that. Like, there's ways that people approach doing things that are typically highly dangerous and it's like a psychological trick or it's like magic. 
it's really the Harry Potter invisible blanket throwing that shit over you. Because I, I don't, how, how, how? Let me go to motherfucking, you know, let me go to the hood with a, with a camera and be like, yo, I'm, I'm doing this YouTube video. Let me holler at y'all, take me. They'll be like, yeah, come here, come here. We're going to show you what it's about, man. We're going to show you how much you pay for that camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not going to be nice after that. It's not going to be nice after that. Um, I just find that hilarious. I think it's not. I don't think we're in a simulation. I think that's just the in it the the need in everybody to be to have some level of attention. We all like attention. We all want to be seen. We all feel the need to be seen. That's part of the human experience. Everybody wants to be seen. Is that accelerated by social media? Perhaps. Has it been mutated by social media? Perhaps the root of it, the reality, though, if there was no social media, if there was no Internet, people still like to be recognized. They still like to be identified. They still like to be seen. Nobody wants to be a nobody. You know what I mean? Um, so that's possibly what it is. It's like, you know, people be rough and tough and, you know, it's all this shit. But you get that guy with the Harry Potter and Visicloak. <laughs> White man with a camera. All of a sudden, it's all good. Let's go through the most dangerous parts of my motherfucking hood. Um, the balls in that guy too. That that you have to have a very, either, an extremely skilled, uh, way to build relationships quickly and build trust very quickly, or just an extreme ego. You know what I'm saying? Which both of those kind of do the same job. If you're very, very skilled at building relationships and understand how to navigate, have emotional intelligence and respect, that works the same way as, uh, not all the time, but a lot of times as a delusional ego. People just have to while soon and be like, I guess this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's coming to the hood. He has, you know, he's not nervous at all. (laughs) He got the camera. (laughs) I guess this is what it is. (laughs) It's wild to me though. It's fucking crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think it is as well? It's probably because we see that so much online. So what people tend to fear is the unknown. And when we've seen something, we have some reference to associate something to, it's less scary and it feels more safe. So I guess people in the hood, they see that shit online. They're like, oh, I'm just going to be another YouTube video. It's cool. But if it was packaged differently in a way that was unfamiliar, like who's the pioneer? Who's the first white guy with a GoPro that went into the hood? (laughs) Probably didn't go swell for him. You know? (laughs) Who came up with that motherfucking idea? Probably wasn't, you know? That's how shit work, though. That's how shit works. Man, I tell you, going back to the barber shit, man, I saw this one, this guy, he has like a, he runs a business. He has a, a barber shop in Brazil. He's a good guy. He doesn't look like a weak individual. He looked like a, you know, tough guy. He's in Brazil in the favelas and it's, you, you've been on YouTube. You can see that shit from a million miles away that that shit is different. That shit is different in Brazil. The favelas ain't no motherfucking joke. It ain't no motherfucking joke. And um, 
he's there and it's like this little 15 minute docu-series where he's interviewing him as well as the people he's employed. He's like essentially taking everybody as an employee. He's a good guy and just like letting them cut hair. It's the hood. Everybody's broke. It's real dangerous. There's a lot of gully shit going on. It's, it's, it's rough and he had like fucking eight-year-olds cutting hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he had like the most random assortment of barbers. And it was all like indebted to this guy. They were like, yo, this is a great opportunity. This is a good guy. And um, he's showing love. And I was like, man, barbers get they get the love, man. Deservedly. Such an incredible service. Such an incredible service, man. Um Who, who, who else in society gets to pass? You know what I mean? I think about it. It has to be some psychological shit. <laughs> or we live... It's, it's either way you want to look at it. We do live in the Matrix or some shit. And it's like a cheat code. You know how in video games there'd be like a certain outfit that you can unlock? A certain like style of clothes that that character has you can unlock that will give you certain abilities? I feel like it's that mixed with some GTA shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's how life is. You present in a certain way and that ensures some level of, like, safety in situations. You know? Like, uh, like if, you, you're, if you're funny looking, if you're goofy looking. <laughs> Do you ever look at, like, a goofy person, a goofy looking human being, just, like, funny looking? And assume malice behind that individual? Nah. You know? <laughs> like, there's got to be some people on this planet that got some cold-ass hearts and they got baby faces. Or they got, like, weird, you know what I'm saying? Weird features. And they just look, like, goofy. They look weird. You know? There's got to be people that look physically intelligent. Like, whatever the stereotype for being smartest, how, however that would look physically. <laughs> and they're dumb as a fucking bag of bricks. And there's got to be people that look stupid, that are geniuses. That's all what it is, man. It's all what the fuck it is. Harry Potter and Visicloak. You guys remember? It was the vibes, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, me. Harry Potter. What a fucking movie. What a what a bunch of movies that was. You know? That's one of those things too, man. Got the pass. Got the pass. It was so good. It's an English movie about little white kids at boarding school that did witchcraft. And that was popping in the hood. <laughs> Everybody saw that shit. You got gangsters reading. Read it. Harry Potter. Um, I find that funny, man. I'm trying to think about that. That should be like a, a business. Why is nobody doing that? Like, they got people that teach people how to dress, teach people how to organize their homes, teach business consultants. Why is there not like you know what I'm saying? Safety pass consultants. 
Are you going? Be like, yo, I'm going to fucking Dubai next week. How could I just blend the fucking? How do I blend the fuck in? How do I not, you know what I'm saying? Stick the fuck out. Um, and then they just hook you up with an expert and be like, yo, this is what it is, man. I heard you want to get an apartment in, in the hood in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We're going to bleach your skin. You're going to shave your head. Wear a tight black t-shirt, some blue jeans, and you're going to get a camera with a fucking, <laughs> with a selfie stick, and you're going to motherfucking be safe. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. Your new name is Greg. Um, how does this shit work? I get fascinated with shit like that, too. Like, people that travel the globe. I'm big on, like, foodie, food vlogs. I love that shit. I love that shit. People go and they travel the world, you know, all these different areas, and they go into these random ass fucking places, and they just buy food. And I'm like, man, first glance is like, it's just possible because you're watching it. You're watching the YouTube video. You're like, okay, this happens. This is possible. People do this. This is what it is. If you really thought about that shit, like they must have their own version of a Harry Potter Invisicloak. Like, <laughs> how does that shit work out flawlessly every time? There's no fucking, you know? I guess you learn how to move. And, no. I think it's the fucking Matrix. I think it's the Matrix, ladies and gentlemen. Life is a video game. It is a video game. I love hearing those theories of like, it's the funniest thing because it feels like when life took a shift for myself as well, but I feel like there's a consensus with it. Like 2016 was the last real year <laughs> before something happened. And now we're all in a fucking simulation. Maybe that was just a good year for millennials. And, you know, I just see memes about that shit, but that shit is real. I feel like 2016 was the last real year. And since then, we've been in some motherfucking simulation. We've been in a simulation. Um, I'm glad that the pandemic exhausted the powers that be so much that they, they haven't started a new one. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that one. That shit got everybody tired. We was all like, ah. Party done. Party done. <laughs> so hilarious, yo. So fucking funny, man. Like, I wonder, I'm, I'm back on the fucking, you know, white guys going into the hood with their cameras because I just can't believe how seamlessly that happens. There's no incident that's ever happened. There's no incident that's ever happened. There's no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go to every hood in the fucking America, there's always some like innocent person that gets immortalized on a mural because they was walking on the wrong street. And, uh, it's never a white vlogger. That just, it's just not, <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> Teach me your ways. I want to know your sorcery. Um. <laughs> like, what would the white guy have to do to stand out enough where it would trigger the reality response of it being the hood and it not being just like some fucking weird bored in a video game where this guy gets to just walk around with an invisible protective bubble 
Nobody wants to rob him or harm him. He could just walk around and fucking videotape the whole hood. Um, how extreme would he have to present himself as a white male with a camera? If he came in there with a cowboy hat, you know what I mean? Like with that, I still think all that shit is like disarming. There's something that's disarming about a white man with a camera. I think in general, guys walking around with a camera, there's something disarming about that in this social media era. I see that shit too, like pranks in Walmart, TikTok pranks and shit. Some of these people are wild. Some of these people are fucking wild. Walmart is a weird entity. You know what I'm saying? You go in there, it's a vortex. It's a different dimension. (laughs) You are who you are when you're in the parking lot. And as you enter into the Walmart, you change. Everybody changes. You, you become a Walmart customer. The video game, that level activates, and now you're just part of that, part of the matrix. So you always see like the same shit. It's always the same setup. It's like some fucking dejected guy with loose sweatpants <laughs> looking for some deodorant that doesn't cost 18 fucking dollars a bar. And it's like some kid with his cell phone in his hand. Some other guy, I guess he's hiding and videotaping. And he like goes into the guy, the dejected guy's ear. And he's like, yeah, does some weird ass shit. <laughs> Moans in his ear or says some wild shit to the dude. <laughs> and for the most part, they get away with that, you know? It's a prank. It's a prank. There's a camera. It's a prank. Jeez, they're spraying some type of uh, aerosol in Walmart to pacify people. I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know. So it's got to happen because that's not happening in every establishment. <laughs> that's not happening. You can't do that in every establishment. You know what I mean? Go to a fucking. I don't think you could pull off the same level of public humiliation. That you can in a Walmart and other stores or other settings. Like go to a fucking a car dealership and try to do that shit. You can get fucking beat the fuck out of <laughs> <Go to laughs> something bad is gonna happen. Go and moan in somebody's ear. It's weird. But guess the views. Guess the views, man. I love that too, that parody of um it was like somebody comes up to somebody and they ask them for a dollar. Please, I need a dollar. I need a dollar. You know, the person is like, sure. So it's a fucking dollar. Inflation is eating our, our fucking souls. The collective ass of America is getting its groceries ate by fucking inflation. Everything costs too much money. Nobody makes enough. Sure, what the fuck does it matter? I give you a dollar, right? And they pull the dollar out. And then the person takes out like fucking 15K out of their back pocket. And they're like, listen... They they ask him first before they give him the, the money. And they're like, why did you give the dollar? And then the person says something that's completely not true. You know, they gave him the dollar because the dollar's fucking worthless. <laughs> they gave him the dollar. The dollar doesn't mean anything. Um, they ask him the question. The person will answer. They'll be like, man, you never know where somebody's at. You needed it. God bless you. You know, all these things. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing wrong with giving a dollar. I'm not deterring you from giving a dollar. I give a dollar every now and then. I'm just saying, you know, you know what the fuck is going on with these videos. And they pull out like 15 bands and they give it to the person. They're like, here, for your kindness, your act of kindness, be rewarded. 
And what a fucked up thing to do to a human being. <laughs> you know, what a horrid thing to do to a human being. Is to give him $15,000 for a random good deed. You know? You're just setting that person's psyche up for a lot of disappointment in the rest of life. <laughs> you can spend that money. And they're going to, you know, start circling areas where they got lucky that one time. And they're going to be handing out the rest of their money to other individuals. Um, it's going to be a vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. I'm joking. Um, no. I think you should do good because you would you want to do good. I think when you give, you should give with love. And if you are blessed by that, great. And if not, it doesn't matter because you were giving with the intention to give. Um, so, you know, those videos are cool. People get money and um, for doing a good deed is great. Um, just a joke. Just a joke that that's fucking horrible for somebody's psyche to be, to expect to run into somebody who's going to give them 15 fucking thousand dollars out of their back pocket. Just a joke. Um, <laughs> shit, it's funny though. It's like the end of that movie. You're talking about like fucking vicious cycles. Like gambling, right? I see that. It's no judgment. It's no judgment. I'm an objective observer. We all have our impulsivities. I'm not a perfect human being. I got my own issues, ladies and gentlemen. What I witness from time to time, I go to a gas station, pick up a juice, pick up some cigarettes, pick up some milk, abandon my child. No. Um... Go to the gas station, I'll see people in a corner. In Georgia, they have this, they have like these like machines, gambling machines. And people there and putting their money in the gambling machine, they look very much like, you know, how you could be clean cut, fresh haircut, nice outfit. And the second you walk through the doors of a Walmart, you all of a sudden you're wearing sloppy, baggy sweatpants and you look dejected. Similar setting. You go into certain gas stations in Georgia, and it's just like the vibe hits you. <laughs> and that's how those people look. They look like the people that get pranked on fucking TikTok. And they're sitting on a a chair with this virtual slot machine, which if that's not the biggest scam, <laughs> if that's not the biggest scam, you know what I'm saying? Slot machines used to have a fucking gear shifter, and you would pull an actual lever and release it. Fring! And it would be like a rotation in front of your eyes. And drink, drink, bang. Drink, drink, bang. Brink, brink. You win, right? And now they're like virtual. It's like a fucking computer saying, no, we promise you, you really lost again. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'll see that shit. I'll see people sitting there and they just doing that shit. They just putting their money in the machine and we all do it in some way. No judgment once again. But that just reminded me, that memory triggered me to have like a memory about that movie. It's a Chevy Chase movie, Family Vacation. They went to Vegas and it was that guy at the end of the movie. He's an older guy. And uh, if you haven't seen the movie, great movie. Chevy Chase, hilarious. It's somewhat of a family movie. It's in Vegas. Can't fucking go wrong. Can't go wrong. Go watch the go watch the movie. National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. 
Basically, after all the drama of the movie unfolds, the family is sitting there and they're broke, which happens. It's, 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 it's Vegas. That's Vegas. And they're dejected and they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? We spent all the money, we gambled, and they run into this older gentleman. They have a conversation. The older gentleman was a lonely, older gentleman. And he would play, uh, I believe the game was Kino uh, or Baccarat. I don't know what the fuck he plays. He's playing Kino. I, I don't know what he's playing. And he, he played for like 40 years. He went to Vegas when he was young. He got hooked. He's been playing, trying to get rich. He's an older guy now. He spent his whole life trying to get rich. He's sitting there. And he finally fucking wins. He finally wins. He wins in front of his family who's dejected and spent all their money. But, you know, the power of even being in close proximity to somebody who wins the jackpot is such a powerful moment that immediately everybody celebrates. Not just the guy who won. It's like, whoa, holy shit, it, it happened. You won. And he's there. He's like, I won. I won. I won. He's holding that ticket. I won. <laughs> he keeps on saying he starts losing his breath and he, he starts having a heart attack. He starts having a fucking heart attack. The guy has the winning numbers in his hand. He drops out of his chair, tight chest, can't breathe, starts losing his life. And it's such a powerful scene because he goes to the guy, the father, Chubby Chase, National Lampoon's Vegas vacation. He's like, yo. Take this. Take this money. It's yours. Take it. And the guy passes in peace because he finally fucking won. He finally fucked. That's what he did. He was there to win. He wasn't there for the money, ladies and gentlemen. He just wanted to win. He just, he won. He won. You'll have more context into why I'm using that accent once you go watch it. Vegas Vacation, National Lampoon, Chevy Chase. I've said it three times. Do it. Um. Yeah, it was a beautiful scene. And I was like, man, did that guy have a happy life? Did I, was that his, you know? How does that work, right? It's like that joke. Um, <laughs> there's a guy, and he's an alcoholic for 30 years. And a random Monday, he wakes up and he's like, I'm stop, I'm stopping. I can't drink no more. I'm done. I'm done. And uh, he goes sober. And next morning he wakes up and he has a heart attack on a Tuesday. He died. Technically, he was sober. He was. <laughs> it was a day, but he was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So how you how you leave, right? Success? No, I'm joking. Um, That that's what I'm I'm trying to learn, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the Harry Potter and Visicloak. And my intention is always to try to be silly and be funny and explore ideas. I like to laugh. If anybody's laughed at me or with me, um, that's the intention of the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. It's supposed to be tee hee 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 And uh <laughs> But I need a, I need a, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want to get my, like, how do you have to outfit this to not, to be safe and be funny? 
to be safe. I guess you can't to a certain extent, you know. You can't to a certain extent. Um, and you can to a certain extent. I'm looking for it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, um, what, what, what team would you be if you were in Hogwarts? If you were, you know what I'm saying? Harry Potter's class of whenever the fuck that movie came out. And it, you know what I'm saying? You went to a train station in London and you ran into a wall and the wall was really an illusion. It was a doorway. I'm not talking about Narnia, but same fucking concept. You go in and now you're in an alternate universe with a whole bunch of child witches, right? What team are you picking? You picking Gryffindor? Hufflepuff? Slytherin? Whatever the fuck the last one is. Um... What's your team, yo? What's your team? Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? What's I figure out my team? I'm trying to figure out my, my Invisicloak. That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. I'm just trying to trying to be a white man with a camera. That's it. That's it. That's all I want. Is that too much to ask? That's all I want. Um... <laughs> I talked about that before, like your ancestors helping you to break generational curses. I'm Puerto Rican and I'm pretty fucking ghetto. I'm sure I got a lot of ancestors that are like, listen, Poppy, you're going to have a good life as long as you could be a white man with a camera. That's the freedoms you should fucking go for. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> Puerto Rican ancestors. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end on that, mo- on that note. I want to thank you. Anybody who's a continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Before you continue listening, do me un favor, not really un, a couple. Do, tre, I don't speak Spanish. Go on to the Instagram. Nothing important podcast, Instagram. Like posts, like reels. I'm up on Twitter, baby. El nada da da. El nada da da. El nada da E L D A N A D A. D A D A. El nada da da. On Twitter, post. I'm going to hit my quotes up there, figuring out how to upload content on there as well. YouTube, holla at me. Nothing important on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time.